0: This is Live Well Talk on transcatheter mitral valve repair. I'm Dr. Dustin Arnold, Chief Medical Officer at UnityPoint Health, St. Luke's Hospital. Typically, patients with mitral valve issues in the heart must undergo open heart surgery for repair. A new minimally invasive procedure performed at St. Luke's is now available. Joining me today to discuss this procedure is Dr. Arif Ben-Abdulak, a cardiologist with St. Luke's Cardiology Clinic. Welcome.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having
0: me. Always good to see you. We go back to, you worked at the hospital's program. That's right. Back in the day, and we were always happy to have you here. But uh so what exactly is I mean, for people listening or, or watching, the, the mitral valve is is a, a valve in the heart named after the mitre, like the Pope's hat, the, the the shape of it. But what is this what what causes the valve to be diseased? And then what is the what is kind of give us an overview of what the, the uh um repair entails and then and we'll, during this broadcast, we'll have some pictures of just some graphics of what it looks like. So uh, that'll be a little bit easier to describe uh, with those. So what, so just take us through, why does the valve become diseased?
1: Sure. So as you said, the mitral valve is one of the four valves of the heart, and it's the valve that connects the left upper chamber of the heart to the left lower chamber of the heart. The blood is coming from the lung to the left upper chamber of the heart. And it gets pumped through the through the mitral valve to the left lower chamber of the heart, then from the left lower chamber of the heart to the rest of the body through another valve, so it's one of 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 the major valve in the heart. it has two leaflets, and it can get diseased primarily due to two main what we call them pathologies or two main processes: one of them is the degenerative change in the valve, and the second most important process that the valve get diseased is when the left lower chamber of the heart got dilated from whatsoever other disease processes and the valve will also be separated and they would not, the valve leaflet itself would not come together, then the valve will start leaking. And at that point of time, the patient may have trouble because of the leaky valve.
0: Okay. And what are some of the symptoms that, uh, that a patient might experience?
1: Um, typically, shortness of breath, like a symptoms of congestive heart failure, shortness of breath, they are not fatigue, tiredness, they are not able to get into their usual activity, they will be easily tired and easily short of breath. I used to
0: always, when I would see patients and they were born before the advent of penicillin, then you can almost surmise that they probably had some degree of rheumatic fever and more susceptible
1: to valvular disease, correct? Correct. Yeah. Rheumatic fever, it can affect the, it's certainly affecting the mitral valve to some degree. It usually causes a narrowing of the valve, but um, a regurgitation or a leaky valve can happen due to rheumatic fever as well, or can happen due to the consequences of the rheumatic fever. After the valve leaflet itself gets some sort of calcium on the valve, then they do not get approximate together, then the valve will start leaking. But that's very correct.
0: So I mean, the, the issue here is you have a valve that is supposed to close to allow blood to move forward in the circulatory system, and it's not closing.
1: That's that's right. When we are talking about the mitral regurgitation or leaky valve, that's that's the simplest term to describe the process. And you have a way to fix it without cutting the patient open. Tell us about that. That's right, and it's as, as you say, it's it's a minimally invasive procedure we do it here at Saint Luke's, and. Uh, Typically, we go from the groin. The patient will be completely asleep under an imaging guidance. Um, with the catheter, we cross from the right side of the heart to the left side of the heart. Then we will deploy the, what we call the clip or the metric. clip. And it's basically just get that two leaflets approximated together to decrease the amount of leak. It typically takes somewhere between one hour to two hour procedure. Typically, they spend the night in the hospital and they can go home next day. In very rare instances, they may go home the same day if we are able to do the procedure super early in the day, but typically we prefer to keep them one night or two nights in the hospital.
0: I think the the first question that you're going to get after this is, do they have to take blood thinners after this procedure?
1: Not the, the, the classic term of the blood thinner. Typically, we would like them to be on what we call them anti like okay. an aspirin and additional anti therapy for a terrible amount of time. But if they are taking a blood thinner, say, for something else like an abnormal heart rhythm, we, we tend also to continue that because they will need it for other indication.
0: Okay. And that would require that they have antibiotic prophylaxis with dental procedures, correct? This, they have a mitral valve clip.
1: That, that is correct. It's a still debatable issue, but we tend to treat the mitral clip like a tougher procedure. When they are going to a dentist, that will we will typically ask them to take an antibiotic prophylaxis.
0: And I, I mean, I've been in practice almost twenty five years now, and I've seen that pendulum swing uh, from two thousand seven and beyond. Of yes, you need antibiotics. No, you don't. It all takes is one patient in your career that. Uh, had a dental work, had a prosthetic knee, it gets infected, and you know, then you're, you're stuck the rest of your career because of that one case. You, do, you don't want to let, let that miss. So now the, the valve that wasn't closing and allowing this blood to go backwards, now it's approximated coming closer together, if not completely closing appropriately. What benefit would the patient feel that? Um,
1: well, um, they will feel better or that's the prospect that we would like them to feel better. And most of them, they will feel better. More importantly, or almost as equal, as important of feeling better, their quality of life will be better. They may gain some additional year of life, what you call a survival benefit from this procedure. The The landmark trial, the, the COAP trial, has shown that this procedure adding additional year of, of life to the patient. So it's not only about which is extremely important, symptoms uh, control as well, improving quality of life, they may, this procedure may have an additional benefit of survival, adding survival to the patient's life.
0: And what, what patients are going to benefit? I mean, are there patients that you're going to see in clinic and go, no, we have to do it open traditional valve uh, replacement, uh, which requires surgery?
1: Uh, or you say, hey, I think we can do the mitral valve clip. How do you, how do you break those two? It's a typically team approach. We, we, we tend to see um, the patient with the surgeon, side by side by the surgeon, and we decided who goes for surgery and who goes for mitral clip. Typically, those with what we call it secondary mitral regurgitation or those that they have the leaky valve due to a problem in the left lower chamber of the heart or the left ventricle, uh, we would prefer to do those by the minimum phase of procedure to the metriclip because that's the substrate or those are the subject or the population of the patient that we have from the co trial. Now, if the valve is diseased due to a degenerative process, um, typically we send them first to be seen by the surgeon before contemplating the clip. And for whatsoever reason, if they are high risk for surgery, for too many reasons, then we, we try to treat the valve for the clip.
0: And is there a timing here? Uh, is there like with aortic regurgitation or leak aortic valve, you know, there's, you don't want to wait too long. Is that, is that the same with the mitral?
1: Uh, that is that is correct. Uh, you don't want to wait too long and you don't want to uh, to act too soon too. So, for example, patients with secondary mitral regurgitation due to heart failure, like the valve leaflets itself, they are not diseased, but they are not approximating together because the left lower chamber or the left ventricle is dilated and they are separated because of that process, we would like them to be in our optimal medical therapy following by a cardiologist in the clinic. They are very much optimized by the medication. And if they remain symptomatic, despite all of this, then we will contemplate the clip procedure.
0: Well, this is really great information. Uh, and I think there'll be more to come with the Structural Heart Program here as technology advances. Uh, that, that's been one of the... I think any physician that gets you know, after 20 years in practice. And as they near, you know, those the the late years of their practice is always just amazed at the progress that happens, you know, and, uh, and we're glad to have you here to to bring that uh, technology to the forefront. Thanks for taking time to talk about this new procedure and technology. Again, this was cardiologist Dr. Arif Ben-Abdulak with St. Luke's Cardiology Clinic.
1: Thank you for having
0: me. Thank you for listening to Live Well Talk On. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your family, friends, neighbors, strangers about our podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Until next time, be well.